Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks, me, for that great introduction. And today, uh, we have a special guest for the podcast that we're going to start off with. Uh, he is from the Book It Podcast, the wrestling podcast on uh, T13 Media. He's also part of, uh, he's the host of Debatable. Um, his name is Damone D. Money Allen. How you doing, Damone? Living the dream. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, he's a special guest today. Steve uh, wasn't able to make it tonight, which is fine. Uh, he might. He should be back next week. Um, but without further ado, we're going to start the podcast with the first news story from WWE. And I'm going to start off with uh, the finance call that happened yesterday. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. The the first quarter finance call. I put something on the. Yeah, I saw your post and I saw some other people posting about it. So I didn't really listen to the call, but I got the gist of what was going on. Right. And it, it was pretty much how Vince was, you know, upset at Raw's ratings because even though they are like the only live sports television program going on right now. Uh, they're still low in the ratings. They're still in like low twos, high ones, which is not good. <laughs> and uh, SmackDown's been coasting evenly the entire way. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, part of the issue, like he said it wasn't an issue, but part of the issue is the fact that, because no one knows. Like I know Dana White, who actually has gotten advice from Vince McMahon, He's going he's not doing live shows, but he's doing I forgot where they're they're doing some at the their their version of the performance center. And then they have the international fighters, they're getting an island. So he's literally doing more he's pretty much doing Mortal Kombat <laughs> uh, for, for the for the international fighters. But yeah, no one knows right now like how long it's gonna take to open things back up. Because like not to get political, but like Georgia is opening up their stuff, and even Trump is like, yeah, that's a bad idea. Because no one knows. Like, no one knows. Like, this could go on for another month. This could go on for another six months. No one honestly knows. Right. And the last thing Vince wants to do is say, oh, yeah, we're going to go back to live shows in a month, and then a month goes by, nothing's fixed, and then he lied. Right, right exactly. So he's, he's pretty much, um, you know, t- putting caution to all the eggs in his basket at this point. Uh, another thing is, is that the video game is not going to happen this year. There is no budget plans for 2K21. <laughs> There's, I can't say that's a bad thing. Like <laughs> normally, for, well, one thing normally I buy the game right away. I where I try to buy the game right away if I have the money. Right. I had the money this year. I did not buy the game because all the reviews and everything I saw said that it was terrible. I eventually I did buy it recently within the last like mo- like month or two. And usually I would like I love the career modes. That's right. the mode I play usually. And usually I fly through the career mode in like a week or two. It it drags. I cannot on. I cannot get through this career mode. <laughs> like it's it's a struggle. Like I'm barely just getting into WWE, like in the career. Oh, I God. fucking hate Trey. <laughs> Trey's terrible. He's such an idiot. Like he's not good. Like it's annoying. <laughs> Like well, I mean, it's, it's so annoying having a character that dumb. Yeah, but he, he's so dumb, he's lovable. That's the way I look at it. I love Trey. It, Trey reminds me of me back in high school. Like, that's how I was in high school. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of sad. But it's like, uh, I haven't finished. I've, I'm almost done with the storyline. I just want to find out what happens with his parents. Yeah, that, that's like, at this point, that's all I really care about and want to play it for. Like, I don't mind the girl. I don't mind Red. Right. So much. And, like, I mostly, like, if I can, when I you get to pick what character you play, I choose Red. Because I fucking don't right. like Trey. Uh, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, it's just not, it's it like, I don't know why they made everything triangle. Like triangles, the the thing for every fucking thing, right? Like, like you reversal. want a reversal. Oh, you triangle. Yeah. So you're so you're doing a uh, you're doing you're using PlayStation. 
Yes, I'm using PlayStation. Okay, Sorry, so yeah. I'm, I, PlayStation. I'm an Xbox boy, unfortunately. I oh, most of my friends play PlayStation, but I'm an Xbox fan, and uh, yeah, everything was Y finisher reversal, this that the other thing, like what? <laughs> why did you? I don't get like I get why they had to change certain things. Like I get why the game wasn't as complete when they released it, which was dumb. They should have just pushed back the release date till it was actually going to be finished. Right. Instead of, like, releasing it half done and then everyone being like, this is terrible, give me my money back. Right. And then you have to go back and finish it over the next couple weeks anyway. Just wait a couple weeks and then finish it and then release it. Well, I guess the uh, issue was is that, like, when they sent it over to China or Japan or wherever they went for the animation of it, it took longer than expected. So when they got the animation back, they were, like, rushing to get all the technical stuff done. Well, I also know that um, not THQ. Yeah, they're bankrupt. <laughs> or whoever it was, whoever did their their um like their engine quit, like stopped working with them to two K. Yeah, and the Ukes engine. Ukes, um, yeah, Ukes. Ukes stopped working with them, so they they were they had to come up with their own engine. Yeah, and they had but to finish they, what they Ukes started. Pretty the button much. sequences. Right, yeah. But they didn't, like, need to change the button sequences. Like, if I hit trigger, like, every time, I want to hit trigger for reversals because it's been trigger right. for, like, the last, what, 10 years? Uh, it's been since the right 2000, trigger. I think since WWE 12 is when they started just using the one bumper. Right, for the reversals. I always hit it, but it's triangle, which, tri- it's stupid. Why is triangle for everything? And right. the storyline isn't good. Or the storylines, I like when I first saw the commercials for the storyline. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. You get to like check off boxes and stuff, but you don't really. It just forces you. It's like, oh, they did yeah. this, and we're gonna f- go back in history and go over what you did then, which isn't this. It isn't fun. It right. isn't it's, as fun. It's not as, the like, same. Right. It isn't as fun as being able to like make the character I want, and then like, yeah, I, I want an overarching storyline. But I also want to have, like, some freedom. Right, exactly. Like, so pretty much have it be like a GTA or a Red Dead Redemption type game, which they tried doing with SmackDown 2010 and 2011, and that sucked. Yeah, like, I... Like, I wish it was more, like, season mode, like they had back in, like, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Or actually, that would have been where they started doing Road to WrestleMania. But, like, the old, like... Um, here comes the pain where there was a season mode where you or I think it was 2006. Actually, I think it was 2006 where you would pick a character and then depending on what character you put, you pick, you would go into different storylines. It was almost like a build your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah, like five, six, and character, seven were like that. Right. If you picked like Kurt Angle, there were certain storylines Kurt Angle would go into and depending on if you won your like final match of that storyline you would go into a diff one direction but if you lost it you would go into a different direction right but then there were certain but if you played as a different character you would get different stories than that you would get with kurt because kurt was involved in some of the other stories so you could play different characters and get different like endings and like routes depending on how you played and what you did so i missed that part i do i do like that they went back to having a voiceover and the promo engine thing, like, I get what they were going for, but it was it did not work. Oh, it sucked horribly. But it uh, also made no sense. Like you'd be right. cutting a promo and then it, you we'd be cutting trying to cut like a heel promo, but then you would end up going into like talking about how great the crowd is. Right. It's like that this doesn't make any sense. Like you're giving me all like face options when I'm supposed to be the heel. Right. And the thing with the video game is if WWE does not put out a video game this year, this gives AEW all free reign to put out a video game and make it the most profitable video game of the year. Well, yeah, but I don't even know if they're going to be able to because I think with Corona, it's going to be very difficult for them to come, to put out a game. Well, the the thing is is that they're going to use the Aki the a, the a um pro, uh, the Aki software from like WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy, which I guess can work. It's just I don't know. I'd honestly, I would love to see something like that in this 
today's day, day um, and age. Also, is there is their roster deep enough, really, to have a video game? Yeah, I, I'd honest? say so. You could probably put, um, let's see here, you could probably put 30 superstars on there and 20, or 10, 15 women on there to make it decent. Yeah. I wouldn't pay a full $60 for that game. Oh, I'd no, that pro- game would usually be 40 bucks. Yeah, that needs to be like – if your roster is only like 30 people, it's going to need to be well, cheaper perf- than like a, a full game. And if you're using an older engine like that, like I mean, hopefully the graphics are better. Oh, also, yeah. the issue is like did, – weren't they all in like Fire Pro like recently? Yeah, ten, not all of them. It was like the Elite, like Bullet Club and all them. Like anybody who was part of New Japan in the past five years – was put in the uh, Fire Pro video game. Like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, all them were put in there. Yeah, honestly, the only people I would really be interested in playing as is Jurassic Park and Cody. <laughs> right? Uh, honestly, I'd love to see I'd love to see a Chris Jericho mo- remodel. Um, I'd love to see Matt Hardy remodel. Um, Moxley remodel. Hager remodel. It's just just yeah. all all of them like if if it's not necessarily blocky pixels but a better a better version of Fire Pro Wrestling I'm all for it right like and here's the thing I this isn't really much about the video game I use some really swagger but I could literally care less about Jack, John or that I went to the last SmackDown before. The everything got shut down. Yeah, that it was in Buffalo with you and Joey. Yeah, it was in Buffalo. Yep, me and Joey went to um, the last SmackDown before everything got shut down. It was fun. It was packed. It was it was pretty much um, sold out. Yeah. Um. Oh, and just one more thing about the video game. Apparently, Two K tweeted something about uh. The WWE game will be there's an announcement for the WWE games and they they got huge news regarding a wrestling game. I did hear at one point there was a, a rumor that 2K 2K was making a game against themselves. Like there was the regular 2K like people who were supposed to be making a game and then there was the W there was going to be a secondary game they were going to they were working on to try and kind of push the regular 2K people to make a better game. Right. Honestly, I wish 2K would not be was not in charge of the game. I feel like the game qualities have gone down for the most. Like I think last year's 2019s was re- pretty good, right? But then I think outside of that, like a lot of them, the quality has not been great. I think it's the fact that it's a stimu- a simulation as opposed to an arcade is part of the issue. Like they're trying to make it too realistic. Yeah. As opposed to making it fun. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so the next, and we're just going to go move on to the next news story. Um, the next news story that I want to talk about is how Bully Ray believes that Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin should be on commentary. Um, I think Stone Cold at this point is too v- vulgar for... <laughs> Well, I mean, um, he could be he could be toned down as a, a, a little bit for commentary. True. Yeah. Um. I think. I don't think Vince wants to do commentary at this point in his life. Honestly, I think if Vince went back to commentary, it'd be it'd be interesting. Like, like, and this is what this is what Ray said. Bully Ray said on his uh, busted open uh, podcast. If you put the greatest rivalry in the history of wrestling behind the announce table, holy crap, what the hell are these two going to say to each other? And what what when the and when the time is right, they bicker and when the time is right, they lay out and tell stories. Well, you know these day these new day guys, they're really good and you they're sitting on eight tag team championships, only a matter of time before they break the record. Holy shit, Steve Austin just put over the new day insta freaking credibility. Like I get what he's saying, like that him like them putting over, like Austin putting over them would be really good, but he could do that without being on commentary. Plus, I don't most of his commentary. I don't know if he's actually a good commentator because most of the time when he did commentary, quotation marks, it was as 
trying to get himself over. Right, he was either trying to get himself over or telling the story of the match that he's like promoting or right. Yeah, so I don't know if he'd actually be a good like play by play guy. Well, I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be the play by play. I think he'd be the color while while Vince was play by play. Yeah, and I like I get what he's saying with them being the greatest rivalry, but that rivalry was twenty years ago. Right. Well, like, th- well, think I, about this. I think it would take the focus off of what's in the ring. It would make people focus on the commentary, which is not supposed. To, the The commentary is supposed to be like it's supposed a, to be telling like you if you're like blind, you know what's going on in the ring. Right. It's supposed to be helping lift up the the in-ring action not have the focus be on the commentary like the commentary should be like secondary right well could you could you hear like this line like oh wow what a maneuver hey yo kid why are you saying that (laughs) (laughs) uh i which one was supposed to be vince vince was the first one because yo every time in the early 90s he goes oh my god what a maneuver (laughs) Like, yeah, it's like I like Vince on commentary. I just think at this point in his career, plus I feel like you would see like him get angry when things get like messed up and stuff. And like you said, <laughs> I think it would take away from, I think it would take away from the focus being in the ring because people would be so focused on, oh my god, what about what are Vince and Austin gonna say? Which shouldn't be the focus. Like, like I said, the commentary should be an assistant to the in ring, right? I don't know. I honestly, I think that'd be a good idea because those two could tell the best stories verbally. They always told the best stories verbally. I would maybe for like a one-off thing, but long term, I don't see. It. I wouldn't see it working. Okay. Like, I, but like I said, I don't know how. I don't know if Austin is actually good at commentary. He could be terrible. Um. Yeah. Well. Honestly, I think it'd be good, but it is what it is. Everybody has their own opinion. I'm not gonna. Sit here and be like, "Well, you're damn wrong. That's that's not right." It it is what it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna be that guy. Um, Odds are it's never gonna happen. So yeah, I'll never know. But it'd be sweet, honestly. It it would remind me of 2007 Michael Cole and JBL. Yeah, yeah, I miss JBL. Oh, JBL and commentary at WrestleMania was amazing. He's great. He is. Um. What's the next story? Uh, next story is... Yeah, uh, eh, let's fucking talk about it. Uh, this happened earlier today and has been going the on since Velveteen yesterday. Dream. Yeah, the Velveteen Dream thing. I don't necessarily want to talk about it because it's still in speculation mode, but he put out a tweet saying that he has a third party investigating on it because his Instagram got hacked and, you know, somebody's messing with him and... I mean, this has happened to this has happened to Paige. This has happened to Eva Marie. This has happened to um, uh, who else? It happened to Seth. Seth, yeah, Seth Rollins. Char- Charlotte. It happened to Charlotte. Oh, I want to see those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, it's happened to a bunch of wrestlers. So my thought is, he's innocent until proven guilty. Right, exactly. But if he, but if he did it, fuck him. <laughs> um, and I say that as he's one of my favorite. He's one of my current favorite wrestlers. Oh, he's he's but my if, all-time if, favorite in NXT. It, but if he did this, he deserves to go to jail and deserves to never wrestle again and be out. Like his career should be ruined. Right. But I'm also. Like with the thing with the thing, it's also the like Enzo. Like everyone was like so quick to bash Enzo. Yeah, and the and worst that part was, was that the stripper like, was in Buffalo, New York. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was either Buffalo or Albany, but it was in New York, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I didn't know that. But the thing with like Enzo, like the police investigated, and they found that it was invalid, and like it it cost Enzo his career. If, Did it though? Because he's still relevant. Well, I mean, like his his WWE career because he got released after that happened. I, I don't I, think he gets. Re- I don't think he gets released if if he if that never if that incident never happened. I don't think he ever. I don't think he gets released. I think he's still around in well, WWE. He would he would still be around if he would have told them ahead of time that there was al- allegations against him. 
He never True. Bruce Pritchard has said on his podcast time and time again, whenever they bring somebody in, do you have any prior allegations against you? Do you have any sex tapes that we should know about, especially with the women that in the attitude era? Do you do you have this? Do you have that? And if you do, tell us now so that we can deal with it when the time comes. Right. Um but yeah, but either way, with the Enzo thing, I'm just using it as an example of like it was never proven that he did any of those things. So he so should have came it back. Costing him, I wish he would come back, yes, as a fan. Oh yeah. That, um, I mean I love Enzo's promos. I hate his in ring work, but I loved his promos. Yeah, his in ring, I didn't care. His in ring was I wasn't there for Enzo's in ring. I was there for Enzo's <laughs> promo work and his character work. But um yeah, the thing is innocent till proven guilty. Like I said, if he did it, fuck him. If he didn't and he can prove that he didn't, hopefully. And I hope, hopefully for everyone involved, he's innocent. And he can move on. He can prove that he's innocent and move on with his career. Because, like I said, he's one of the most talented. John Cena has even said that like, he thinks he's the future of the business. And to throw that all away and to be a, a terrible person and a pervert and a pedophile <laughs> who should be in jail would be the one of the... It'd be one, it would be one. It would be one of those dark side, um, dark side of wrestling stories. I, it wouldn't be that big. Dark, those those are like forty minute episodes. That that'd be a ten minute sh- close and shut case. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but either but either way, like it would be a career ruined. And right, I like I recently like within the last couple months bought an, a Velveteen Dream shirt because like I said, he's. One of my favorites, current wrestlers right now, and I hope it's. I hope he's telling the truth that he was hacked and that those were sent by someone who hacked them, which is definitely possible. And the thing that makes me more likely to believe his story is that the from what I've heard or read is that he put on his Instagram that my DMs are open, like send me a message, which a lot of wrestlers have been doing with quarantine and stuff like that. Just to like right. keep fan interaction, and then to bl- be so brazen to send nudes to three different children. Yeah. After you said my DMs are open, seems pretty goddamn. Either he just doesn't give a fuck if it's <laughs> if it's true, either just doesn't care, or he's a complete moron. Because it was it would be completely easily linked back to him. Oh yeah, exactly. But it, like, like we said, it's happened to a bunch of wrestlers before. It's probably the same case that it's just, you know, somebody's being a dick, no pun intended. And it's just, it's it's just a hell shoot at this point. Yeah. So at this point, my thought is wait to see how it plays out. See if I'm sure the police are involved now and they're probably talking about. Yeah. The police are probably involved They're because it would be a crime. So the police are involved, and we'll find out see what happens. He was just right. so like I feel, I feel bad. Who so had to like see that shit and deal oh, with yeah, all that, of that? That's therapy. Because they for shouldn't you. have to. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have to deal with that. But like, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it's not true. The allegations against him aren't true, and he can still have a a good long career because he's still only like what twenty five. God, he's. Yeah, he's either twenty five or twenty six. He's he's old, younger than us. Unless, well, what, how old are you? I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty one in a couple oh, good months. For you. So, I'm old. yeah. So he's definitely younger than me. He's easily not, either either the same age or just younger than me. Um, he is twenty four. Holy crap! He's going to be twenty five this. He'll be 25 this year. Fuck. Wow, that makes me feel good about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's where the three news stories of the week. Um, We will be going to the sponsorship in just a second. Uh, The sponsorship this week is Anchor.fm. Today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't want to who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. The main event general topic. Okay, welcome back to the main event topic of the week. This week we're going to be going over the PWI Decade Awards issue magazine. Uh, I got the physical magazine in my lap right here, and Damone has uh, the percentages of everything from reddit.com. So, first off, we're going to go with the Inspirational Wrestler of the Decade. And by the way, all these votes were fan-submitted votes from uh, PWI uh, subscriptionists and everybody. So, we have no say in this, but we'll just see if we agree or disagree with who was where. Um, Inspirational Wrestler of the Decade is Daniel Bryan with 34% of the vote. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say yes, because he, the fact that he came back from never gonna wrestle again, to being able to wrestle, is extremely inspirational, plus he literally inspired Edge to come back. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about that. This man brought back Edge from a nearly 10 year retirement. What the hell? Right, so, yeah. So, yeah, obviously coming back from a career-ending injury to be able to eventually win the world title again and still putting on really good matches. And changing his character to this eco-friendly fuckface. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the belt, I want to get too. that belt. The Captain, they still have uh, that as a replica. Captain I want Planet it. Belt. Captain Planet of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, oh, could you imagine if he came out with tights like that? <laughs> that would have been. I don't see Daniel Bryan doing that, but that would that have been, been funny. great shit. Like thinking of himself as Captain Planet. Like, oh my god, that is hilarious. Like a T-shirt design or something. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, Silver was John Cena with thirteen percent of the vote. Um, obviously, why is he in here? Because he's like the record holder for Make a Wish. So yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna leave it at that. There, there's no other reason to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> And I think this should be different. I think Roman Reigns should not be third. I think he should have the silver. I mean, I kind of want to see him in first place just because of what he went through or is still going through. Yeah, I would Yeah, I would put him over Cena. I would put him second and then Cena. This is third. the way I look at it. Cena treat or Cena sees kids with cancer. Roman Reigns had cancer. <laughs> he, right. he had and cancer. He came, and came back. back. He, yeah, he beat cancer and came back. Actually, I would even argue I would put him at one over. Yeah, you're, I would put him over Daniel Bray. Because, like, yeah, it sucks career-ending neck injury, but it wasn't. he wasn't going to die. Or there was no potential of him. Right. Like, if he never wrestled again, if he never wrestled again, yes, it would have sucked for his life. But there was no possibility of him of actual, like, death. Right. As opposed to Roman, who literally... Could have right. died. And now he's probably going to be on his track, his raceway to beating Cena's record for Make-A-Wish. So, there's that. Oh, yeah, he probably will. Um, next, The next uh, award was Most Popular Wrestler of the Decade. And it's a tie for first place with John Cena at 20% and Daniel Bryan at 20%. The one I'm surprised about, and happily surprised about, is John Cena. So for all those fans who say nobody likes John Cena, this kind of and it's not that nobody likes John Cena. You have the bravado males that are like, he's phony, he's a dipshit. We want people like Austin and Rock back. It's like, look, he's modern day Hulk Hogan. The man can pick up the Big Show and Edge at the same time. He he is a strong, strong dude. He's the white meat baby face. Yeah. And and no one really likes the white meat baby. No adults really like the white meat right. baby face. It's mostly kids and women and, and stuff I'm like gonna, that, which is fine. I'm, I'm, 
At one point, we were those <laughs> Right, kids. exactly. And here's the thing. 2004, I loved John Cena. I loved the U.S. Spinner. Same. I loved the WWE Spinner. Those were those are the two belts I want in my collection. It is hard as hell. I still know the words. I still know the words to word the well his version word life. Yeah, I I still know the words to. Basics. I literally memorized them. Yeah, I know day. the words to basic thugonomics, and um, time is now. I actually know most of the words to most of his songs on the album he put out. He he is I'm a bad bad yeah, man. I'm a bad bad man. And I'm just like, what the? F-? <laughs> He's corny, but he does it so well. <laughs> oh God, I love it. And here's the thing, I would have loved. And by the way, I'm gonna plug something real quick. If you want to see what would happen if John Cena turned heel, go listen to Book It with Damone and Travis and Mike. They did a fantastic job. There's two. Is there another part coming out? I haven't listened to the new one yet. We're uh, we're on episode two. We're going to start episode three on Tuesday. It'll be on Tuesday. If you come to go to twitch.tv slash T13, so the letter T, the number one, three spelled out, media. Um, and you can hang out with us and watch us do it live. Or if you go to uh, T13 media, spelled the same way, letter T, one, and then three spelled out, uh, me- or media.com, you can click on uh, book it, a wrestling podcast. And the first two episodes are up, and then register episode three this week. I think it might be a four. You think it's going to be a four part? We're honestly, we're honestly that we kind of with how many parts <laughs> it goes, kind of is like we because the first one we did was what was the it was first from one? SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Oh, it was what if it was what is what if Austin uh, went oh, to WCW? That, yeah. You guys did a f- the the plan. Yeah, it was a f- the plan was to only do like one episode, <laughs> and then we were like, wait. We're like an hour in, and we barely got to the pay- the first. Pay- yeah, you guys did like a four parter so, on Austin going to WCW, which iffy in some spots, my opinion, but it's still good to listen <laughs> to. I thought I thought it was entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's that's such good shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely check them out if you want to see what happens if Cena turned heel. But honestly, I thought they should have turned him heel with Nexus. I think with Nexus, they should have... I don't know if turning him heel necessarily, but they should have, when they did the you're fired thing, it should have been more than a week. No, it wasn't. It was a month. They, it, was a, it was a full okay. month that he was fired, but every week he kept on showing up everywhere. <laughs> What's what I mean? Like, he should have been gone. Like, go, actually gone. It's... But I would also... I also think that with the CM Punk and the Summer of Punk, when he left... How long was he, he was gone, gone for? Two like weeks. a month? Yeah. CM Punk should have been gone for at least well, six no, months. Well, no. Technically, he was gone a week. He was technically only gone yeah, a week he... because he still showed up the Monday after uh, the night right. after Money in the Bank. So he didn't show up the night the Monday after right. Money in the Bank, but he did show up the week after that at the end of the show, which was right. so horseshit. They should have had him gone for at least like six months. Or at least like a good significant amount of time where it felt like, oh shit, this might, this shit might be real. He might actually be gone. Yeah, like make him, make him miss everything till Survivor Series and then bring it back there and make Survivor Series like this huge thing again. Right. And you could have even, well, I don't know if they had the connection with the indies that they do now. They didn't really have the connection with the indies that they do now. But I feel like if they did it now, you could have him like show up on like Evolve and defend the WWE oh, title. God. Have them show up in the indies. Like you could probably pay Ring of Ring of Honor needs the money. <laughs> you could probably pay them some money to be like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars, or we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars if you let CM Punk appear and defend the title right. there. Like just to make it feel real that he really didn't leave and he's gone. Right. As opposed to him leaving for a week and then coming back, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe at some point, at some point, the plan is to do redo the summer of punk. We just gotta convince, finish convincing Mike to watch more hey, stuff about punk. If you punk. do that, put my ass on. I'd, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to, and I could make it brief too. That, that won't be hard. Uh, next, next award. And oh, by the way, before we leave, uh, third place was AJ Styles because obviously tied for first is first and second, and then. Third is AJ Styles was most popular, and then think about that—he was the most popular wrestler 
of the decade between uh, after Cena and Brian, and he was only there five years. Well, I think he's also taking into account his New Japan stuff. Well, yeah, that's true too. And, his, and uh, okay, TNA, 2010 to 2015 in TNA, he was still God. Yeah, he was still like the most popular person because yeah. well, uh, Aces and Eights was in this decade, right? Yeah, I, I forget time periods. When you get my age, time <laughs> feels weird. You you can't tell when time starts and when time. Yeah, ends. no, Aces and Eights but, started yeah. in 2011 and died out in 2013. Right. So yeah, he was still like super. Like I think he was a heel for most of it. But, like, when he turned face again, like, that was still a huge thing. Yeah. He was still really I wouldn't call popular. it a heel. I'd call it Sting 2.0. Yeah. Like a tweeter, kind of. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, t- the next award goes to most hated wrestler, and I think we can all agree on this, is that it's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I don't hate Brock. I don't Brock, hate Brock either. But I, it's like... I hate Brock as champion. Yeah. And I think that's why they gave him the most hated wrestler, was because... Uh, since his return in 2013, he's been champion for eight of those years. Or no. F- uh, my bad. I take that back. For five of those years. He was back in what, 2013? It was like 2013. He came back. And yeah, he's been on top most yeah, of Yeah, he's the been time. on top since 2015. And like I like I like Brock, but I would say I don't like him as champion because he doesn't defend the title consistently. I don't even need him to build every Raw, or even if he didn't defend the title consistent on every pay per view, at least like appear on Raw right. or something to help build the story, as opposed to being gone for two months. And it's like, oh yeah, we have a world title. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> hey, we have a world title, guys. We need to get it on the show somehow. <laughs> Uh, second place was the authority. Everybody hated the authority storyline. I love the authority, and I wanted you to only love the authority because of Triple H and Stephanie. I love Stephanie too, and Seth. I love heels. I love heels. I love heel Seth too, but it and the authority is what made heel Seth a thing. And there, they let's be honest, they had some really good matches when it was it was technically Evolution, but Evolution against. Um, the not against the Wyatts against the uh, the Shield. Oh, like those like two matches they had were really really good matches, and it led to us getting heel Seth and him turning on the Shield, which is one of the cr- craziest turns of all time. And then Seth winning the cashing in and winning the title at Mania. Right. Like the Authority made Seth a, a superstar. Like I get that he was in the Shield and he was popular. But to be honest, he was the third best member in the Shield at the time, or people viewed him that way because it was Dean. Dean was the leader. Yeah. Roman was the powerhouse, who everyone like saw could be a star, even though fans turned on him later. Fans turned on but him. People on the thought he could be a star. The rocket. Right. Fans saw that he could be, but people thought he was going to get. The, he could be a star, and then it was Seth who was like, "Oh, he could. He'll probably be a really good mid card guy." Yeah. Yeah, set. Here's the thing: all three of them are stars, regardless of what people think. That no matter, I always saw all three of them as champion. I've always saw that. I saw Dean as the Mick Foley champion of his era. I saw Seth being the Triple H champion of his era, and I saw Roman Reigns being the Cena champion of his era. Unfortunately, we're actually seeing the reverse effect of that. Dean is the Scott Hall champion of, or Kevin Nash champion of his era. Seth Rollins is the... How can I put this? No, he is the Triple H of his era. Yeah, I would say he's definitely like the Triple H of and his era. And then Roman... They're the closest Roman, thing. Roman, I don't know what the hell to even call I him. I would say he's still he's still a Cena. Because he still he gets like all the hate that Cena gets. Is it hate now, though, because he came back from... I, I, I hear more cheers than boos. I think that it's turning. Like I think that he's de- it's starting to turn. The fans are starting to be like he's not that bad. And like I also think he's also had more consistent good matches. Like I can't really think of a really bad Roman match. Right. Where like there like there was one point where like I didn't like Cena at all, and I thought like he was 
I did would didn't care for Cena, but I would say in the last like five years, every time Cena puts on a match, it's been really, really good. Oh yeah. And, but I would say that Roman He's kind of in that he's in that Cena role, but it's kind of mixed with a tinge of I don't even know who I would say. Right, exactly. It's like he he's this one is on a level of his own. Like he didn't get he doesn't have the rocket strapped to him anymore. That's now on Drew. It's like and, and Strowman and Wyatt, like those three are the ones that got the rocket to them right now. Reigns is with this coronavirus crap. He's kind of stuck in limbo, right? But I think when he does come back, he's gonna get a huge. Oh pop. yeah, he's. They're obviously saving his return for, um, when everything's, when everything's done well, for health reasons. For health reasons and for oh yeah, reasons of him coming back like to a huge pop because he'll get a huge pop when oh, he comes yeah. back, but. Yeah, I would say now, if I was ordering them, I would put Seth at the, as the best one Yeah, at the top, then Roman, then Dean. Yeah. Because I feel like Dean, I feel like sometimes Dean phones it in with his matches and everything. Like, Dean's okay. Here's the thing. If WWE like, had this Dean Amber, or my bad, had this John Moxley, it'd be a whole different story. But I also blame that most, a lot of that on him. Because I feel like he kind of just gave up. Well, he did because it's... Did you listen to his uh, podcast with Jericho? I didn't listen to it, but I read, like, like quotes yeah. and stuff if, like that. Like, he says that he gave up and everything. But on in my opinion, that's on him at that well, point. Like, there's only so much they can do if you don't put the effort in. Right, but he... he the The thing is, is that he gave up... When they made him turn heel, right? But also, I could I could counter that with okay, I get you. You're upset that they made you turn heel, but you what you do is you take that heel run and you work the fucking shit out of it, and you make it the best fucking thing you've ever done, and then you'll have more license to go. Okay, I did that. I worked with that. I did the. I did everything I could with it. I pulled everything out of it. I think I then you have more pull and leverage with leverage with Vince. Like for example, like Triple H, he could have easily after the curtain call, he could have easily just given up because he he got buried. Well, what else was like, going to happen? He got buried. Sean was champion and Nash and Hall were leaving. <laughs> who who else was no, going to take heat? No. Well, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> Obviously, he deserved the heat. They deserved the heat. He got what he just like. I will, as a Triple H mark, I'll admit, he deserved what he received. But he could have easily just been like, oh, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm not, I'm going to give up. Or he could have been like, I'll just go to WCW. Right. Like a bunch of people did. Yeah, that's true. He could have easily done that. But instead, he's like, no, I'm going to take my punishment. I'm going to work even harder and I'm going to get better. As opposed to just saying, okay, they're not doing what I want. I'm going to give up and take my ball and go home. Well, we're getting a little off topic here, but uh, like I said, uh, hated Roman Reigns should not be on there. Honestly, my opinion. I don't even know why Jericho's on there. Like seriously. Um, I don't know why Jericho. I don't care for Jericho anymore. But what the hell? Okay, get yeah, this. I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put him as hated right. though. And he, I don't know if you see the other votes. Or not? Like who the other voters were? No, I only have up the top, top four. four. Here are the other voters. Or here are the other votes for. Alexa Bliss, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, The Miz, Randy Orton, CM Punk, Triple H. Shane I get. To a point, yes. Because he got over, like he became way too involved in the storylines when he shouldn't have been. Um, Alexa I don't get. Right. I feel like that's a... Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't get that one. And, yeah, and the Triple H, I feel like, is always going to get votes for that because the same people who hate Triple H will always hate Triple H because of, because of Booger T and all the, the, the shovel the, okay. and stuff like I, that. I wouldn't say it's just because of the Booker T thing. It, it plays a huge part. I don't, mean ju- I, don't mean just, I don't mean just because, but I mean, like, if you hate Triple H, 
You're always going to hate Triple H. Well, I don't hate Triple H for the Booker T thing. That wasn't a Triple H call. That's a Vince call. That was that was that was booking team call. I didn't like that booking decision. That was a shit booking decision. But Vince makes the final call on everything, so I'm not going to argue with him. Uh, next award is Feud of the Decade. I don't agree with any of this, <laughs> except for maybe two. Um, um, I agree with the CM Punk versus John Cena, which was third. I'm okay with the Camp KO and Sami Zayn because they kind of have that almost like Triple H and Michaels HBK yeah. thing going, where they're like one minute they're friends, next minute they hate each other, next minute they're friends. Like they're they're kind of in that forever right. feud. Um, and then there's the John Cena and CM Punk one for obvious reasons. Yes, that was a great feud. Oh yeah, and they. Yeah, that was that one. I understand. Charlotte, Charlotte and versus Banks, Sasha. Nah, that was not a feud of uh, the year or a feud of any year. Yeah, I would say I would put it up there. I like if it was, if it was four, I would hate it. I would I would be okay with it if the other ones were above replace, it, but it should not be the second. Replace one. Charlotte with Bailey from NX, when they did the NXT rivalry. Fine, I'm all for it. That should be on there as feud of the decade, one of the feuds of the decade, but. That was it for the women's division. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say Becky versus Ronda could have been, but it was obviously happened at the end of the decade, yeah. and it didn't get fully flush, fleshed yeah. out. Um, and then Okada versus Omega, I couldn't care less about. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those few people who watched both. I watched both of those matches and were like, eh, they're okay. <laughs> I watched the two they out of three falls like, match. People made it seem like it was good. That was good. Like I get the psychology behind it, but I wouldn't say that. Like everybody's like Omega is wrestler of the decade, wrestler of the century. No, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. People. He's literally New Japan's. He's New Japan's John Cena. Yeah. Well, no, that's Okada. Omega is CM Punk. Or not Omega. Uh, no, not Omega. I meant Okada. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Okada. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Kenny fan. I think he's okay. I've, I've watched him I in AEW, he's... and I'm like, it, it's not as good as his New Japan stuff. I will say that. It's not as good as his PWG stuff, either. That was good shit. Um, yeah, I, he kind of went to AEW and... Shit the bed. Either they don't know how to book him, or they don't know how to book him, because he went from being the hottest thing in pro wrestling to, like... yeah. In a tag team and not really doing much and not being talked about, or he like went to he literally is semi retired. Well, no, the thing is, is that and this is what Cody said. Everybody books themselves in AEW. It's weird. Like they they all have f full control of their characters. So this is Omega doing his work. I don't know what the hell he's doing here. I think he's just like laying low at this point so that they don't like assume like nobody assumes that he's gonna be pushed straight to the stratosphere on his own dime. Yeah, the thing is that Okada or not Okada, Omega <laughs> should have been one of the people you were pushing. Yeah. Like, I get that you wanted to push Jericho at first because of the name recognition, but you should have that should have transitioned into Omega, or at least Omega should have stayed towards the top of the card, as opposed to just being, like, another person, right. another guy. Now, there's a feud on the votes for others that I am surprised it's not in the top four. Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett from TNA. <laughs> that was more of, like, a personal yeah, thing. Yeah, that should have definitely been top five. Jeff did Kurt Dirty, but... Dirty. He stole his wife and but his I family. Also think, well, like I can't honestly remember a good match in there. Well, yeah, I also, but I also can't remember like a really good match that uh, they had. The, so I think that might the be the lockdown match when they were in the steel cage and Kurt did that hellacious moonsault off the top. That that was the match that made it for me. But that was yeah. that was the end of the feud. But like Kurt won. the matches were, I, yeah, yeah. I think that was part of the issue that they don't have like that match. Like, all the other ones have, like, a match that's, like, a top-notch match yeah. that puts it over the top. So I think that's why those ones got in over that one. Right. Uh, next award is the match of the decade. 
And the match of the decade is Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels 2 from WrestleMania 26 at 17% of the vote. I agree with this wholeheartedly. Yeah, I can't dispute that one. That one was a that was a great even put I would even wouldn't be mad if they put the second well, the second one was in the other decade, so never mind. Um I also would have put it's not on here. I don't know if it's on the longer one, but I would have put end of an era up there too. Um it is. If we're talking about Undertaker it's on, it's on the votes for others, but it's uh did not earn a runner up spot. Which is which is weird because I really thought that would have been. It's weird too because they have both Okada and Omega matches on here, which is bullshit. Again, neither match like they were good, but they're not like six stars worthy, like breaking the whole rating system. Yeah, worthy. I, it was seven stars. Like they're not the best stars, matches like I've ever whatever. seen. And then number four, yeah, they weren't the best matches I've yeah. ever seen. Number four was Money in the Bank with Cena and Punk. That honestly should be number two. It's unsustainable. That should be number two behind Taker yeah. Michaels. Because that, that had yeah. the best story, that had the best fight feel, that had the best... They they tried every trick in the book, and Punk still walked out with the championship. Right. And I would even have put um, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan from Mania up there, too. That is not on the votes for others. Surprised by that, but that one was a really good yeah. match. Oh, and the third Okada Omega match was on there too for votes for others. So what the whatever. Um, woman of the decade. Woo! Charlotte Flair was woman of the decade with thirty three percent of the vote, and this I can actually understand because she's what an eleven time women's champion. Yeah, yeah, she's at 11 now because she has the and, NXT yeah. title. So, yeah, she's an 11-time champion. She's I, Honestly, I can legitimately say I've never seen a bad Charlotte match. I have. Um, every match she goes, she has. Well, I mean, like, since she became, like, went on the main roster. I have. Oh, definitely like, I at have. At least on pay-per-view. That Hell in a Cell Which match with Sasha was Banks bad... was shit. I like that match. I didn't like. I didn't like it because it was. I didn't like it because there was just so many different things that went wrong that could have gone wrong that did. Table spot didn't break. Yeah. There was rumors that Charlotte wanted to do a fucking moonsault off the top of it. I can see that. Um, she probably would have killed herself, yeah. but I could have seen that. Or at least Sasha. I also don't. But I wasn't that the. Um... Was that at a Hell in a Cell paper? That was the main event of Hell in a Cell sixteen. Oh yeah, I hate I hate Hell in a Cell pay per views. Eh, they it's starting to grow on me. I hate the last two because no, they ended in like, uh, no contest, which makes no sense. I like I like no I like Hell in a Cell the match. I don't like the pay per view because you force Hell in a Cell matches on. It forces Hell in a Cell matches on feuds that don't deserve, shouldn't be in Hell in a Cell. Right. And I, I understand that to a point. Like Seth versus... Um, Wyatt? The Feed? Or yeah, The Feed? That should have been in Hell in a Cell. It was like the first match they had in their feud. Yeah. And you should, you can't really go... You can't. There's really no place to go once you had done Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Hell in a Cell is supposed to be the, the rivalry killer. That's why I was so shocked that they didn't do Ciampa Gargano Hell in a Cell. Right. That's supposed to be, yeah. Hell in a Cell is supposed to be end, end over, done. You never, you guys are done. Your feud's over. It's completion. Yeah. The Hell in a Cell should be used sparingly, and it should be used only as a, like, this feud's been going on for months. You two have done every, you've done regular matches, you've done last man standing, you've done street fights, you've done all these matches and you killed each other, and you guys are too evenly matched. We gotta end yeah. this, how this out, boom, feud's <laughs> over. Um second place runner or second place was Becky Lynch, which is understandable because she just got a huge bump in two thousand eighteen. So or nineteen? Yeah. No. Well, eighteen slash nineteen, and then after that. Um 
And then third place was AJ Lee, which I'm really shocked by that she's even in talks of top five. Yeah, I'm surprised that she's in the top. Was she, I don't even remember. Was she? She must have been like at the very, very, very beginning of the decade. She, like I said, I don't like time. My sense of time is she started off, in the but... third season of NXT when it was the reality show. Then they did the all women version of it. Uh, she was in that in two. But I mean, like, when did she retire? Two thousand fifteen. Been like twenty. She she literally was it that late? Yeah, she she retired in two thousand fifteen with Punk when he quit after Royal Rumble. Has it only been five years since Punk was been gone? It feels like it's been like right. It, no, it's only been since uh, Royal Rumble twenty fifteen. Because that's that's oh, the same okay. year. It as feels 30. like it's been like. It, it seems like it's been like ten right? years. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I'm surprised by the AG Lee one. That's yeah, that really weird. that took me I by would surprise. probably put, I would have probably put like a Sasha there. No, I could put a. I honestly, I could um, put AJ Lee there for the short time she was on the main roster from 2014. No, 2013 to 2015, she put asses in seats. Yeah, I would put. Yeah, I I get it. Uh, tag team of the decade is the New Day with 26% of the vote. Yep, I agree. The one team I'm surprised that isn't on there is the Usos, or at least not in the top four. Uh, it's in the other votes, but yeah, I'm surprised they're not in the top four. I'm surprised the Shield is as low as it is. I don't, I guess, I know technically they were a tag team, but I think of them more as a faction. That is attacked, appeared right. Team. I mean, they didn't u- really use the free bird rule like New Day does, which is great. No, right. Um, uh, second place was the Young Bucks. Makes sense. Everybody's a Young Buck. Mark. Fuck the Bucks. Um, actually, the first wrestlers I ever met in my life were the Young Bucks at uh Buffalo City Con or Nickel City Con. I'm not a Young Buck, Mark. Fuck the Buck. Fuck the Buck. I'm honestly, their matches aren't bad. They're high fly. They're high flying flippy spot matches, which are, you know, aren't the worst, but aren't the best either, which is fine. And then the Briscoes of all pe- of all teams, the ROH franchise tag team, the Briscoes. I'm surprised that they beat out the Shield, right? Well, and the Usos. Like I don't. I'm surprised they beat out the Usos. So this is obviously a hardcore Mark Magazine fan base right here. Because um, I honestly can tell you, I don't know if I've watched the Briscoe match in the last decade. I have. I've, uh, I started watching Ring of Honor in 2010, 11, when Steen came back. That's when I got hooked and watched Davey Richards and all them. I thought I thought Briscoes were a hell of a tag team. I'm surprised that WWE has never picked them up. Um, They have a very questionable, like... They've passed. A color passed. <laughs> so I think that's part of the issue. Okay, so the award that everybody's been waiting for is Wrestler of the Decade. And the number one vote was for AJ Styles with 29% of the vote. And to Yeah, I don't hate it. I would probably... He's been the most consistent, I would say, in the decade. Easy. So I would say... Here's the way I look at it. AJ Styles... We'll consistently has improved and improved and improved and improved no matter what company he's been in. Lesnar and Lesnar is second place and John Cena is third. Lesnar and Cena have been doing the same damn matches for the last 10 years. Granted, I don't agree with you on that one on Cena. Cena, I would say drastically improved match wise in the last like five okay. years. He, yeah. Okay. After 31, when he won the U.S. title, he did get better. He did actually like improve his ring work, which is fine. But at the same time, it's still the same match. You know what I mean? Like all he did was add a few new moves into his repertoire to make it look like they're better matches, or get the shit kicked. But out that's of him every to get better matches. But that's like, but that's like every top guy only really has five to ten moves because like even austin like when austin was on top his ring his move set was pretty much punch punch kick kick (laughs) maybe a slam maybe a suplex here and there the maybe a suplex here and there 
the Luthez press, Luthez press, mud hole stomp, stomp stutter. But the thing is, is with the yeah. only reason it went that way, it went that direction, was after Owen broke his fucking neck. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I understand why. But I, it, it still, like when he was on top, he wasn't doing like a bunch of crazy moves and stuff. He was doing, um, his move set was limited. Is the point I'm making? Right. Uh, yeah. Like you don't need to do a hundred different moves. You don't. Yeah, less is more, which is what Taker always says. Less is more, but at the same time, AJ more was more for him. You know what I mean? Like he he did. He was starting to be a submission wrestler. So he was supposed. To, he was starting to be a lot more technical. He was starting to do this, starting to do that. Made his matches mean something every time he showed up into a building. Yeah, and and I would also say his promo work improved drastically too. Oh, especially with, with WWE. Uh, yeah, with WWE beat up John Cena. That was good shit. Yeah. What day is it? Beat up John Cena. <laughs> you're gonna wake up this morning. You're gonna. I woke up this morning. Beat I'm gonna up beat John up John Cena. Cena. After I eat my breakfast, I'm gonna beat up John Cena. <laughs> He's such an ass, but I love it. Um, and then the little closeout of the show is the decades top 100. PWI 500 finishers. So, oh, I don't have that. Yeah, it, it it it's like a hundred people. I'm not even gonna bother going through it. But I'm I'm just gonna go through the top ten. And these are the top 500 finishers of the past decade. Um, yeah, so. One through ten. Number ten, The Miz. Number nine, Bobby Lashley. Number eight, Shinsuke Nakamura. Number seven, Daniel Bryan. Number six, Kurt Angle. Five, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Four, Seth Rollins. Three, Randy Orton. Two, AJ Styles. And one, John Cena. That's for finishers. Um, Cena's average ranking was a seven and it, that, that's the lowest it goes. It's like, that's what he does is like the lowest average ranking. And then it just goes downhill yeah. from there. AJ's was a nine. Randy Orton was a 17. Seth was a 19. Uh, Hiroshi was a 20. Angle was a 21. Brian was 22. Shinsuke was 23. Lashley was 26. And Miz was 28. So... And those were on averages like at, of the past 10 years. That's how many times they showed up. Uh, yeah, Cena was ranked nine years, AJ was ranked all ten, Orton was ranked all ten, Seth was ranked all ten, Tanahashi was ranked all ten, Kurt was only ranked for six, Brian was ranked for eight, Shinsuke was ranked for all ten, Lashley was only ranked for six, and Miz was ranked for all ten. Yeah, those make sense, even though I don't like Lashley. Lashley's spear is kind of a cartoonish spear. He like he uh, rolls through. I will it. say he has a better spear than Edge. Bullshit. Well, eh. Yeah, Edge's spear is more like a hug. Take. Well, I would say his. Actually, I think his spear got better from the last like couple I've seen that he's done like since coming yeah. back. But originally, his spear was more like a hug. Well, because he was also trying to protect his neck. So I mean, it yeah. makes sense. But I, I get what you're saying about the whole hug thing. Okay, well, that does it for the podcast. Before we go, we always end it with a high note. We're going to play F. Mary Kill with the Moan. Uh, and we're going to do the best of three spears. It's going to be Reigns, Edge, and Lashley. Edge, Reigns, Lashley. Yep. So F1, Mary, one, kill one. I'm assuming, Mar- I, I'm assuming I'm going to go with Mary, Romans. There you go. Uh, you said Edge and Lashley are the yep. other two, right? Fuck um, Edges, <laughs> no Lashleys. So you'll so you so you'll marry you'll marry Reigns, you'll fuck Edge, and you'll kill Lashley. Yep. Well, that's how it goes, guys. <laughs> uh, any plugs you want to do for your podcast and everything, Damone? Yep. So if you go on Mondays and Tuesdays at ten ten. To twitch.tv slash 
T13 Media. Again, that's the letter T. The number one, three spelled out. So T H R E E Media or Media. If you're on Twitch, um, it's twitch.tv slash T13 Media. Mondays and Tuesdays, 1010. Monday, we do debatable where we debate serious, not really ever serious, but we debate different topics. Like um, this week, we did best TV dads or TV, yeah, TV dads. But that's really fun. And then Tuesdays, we do the Book It uh, wrestling podcast. Um, and we we do sometimes we do tournaments. We do what ifs. We do a couple weeks ago, we did a, a WrestleMania preview. Like uh, next, we booked next year's WrestleMania the way we would book it. Um, and this this last three or two weeks and probably this week again, it's what if John Cena turned heel. And you can follow us if you go to uh, twitch.tv, like I said, twitch.tv slash T13media. Uh, make sure you drop a follow. Help us get affiliated. Uh, we only need, like I think, like 18 more to get affiliated with Twitch. Help us out. Drop a follow. Um, also, if you go to t13media.com slash shows, you can click on any of the shows we have and wa- listen to them. I know Debatable has like 70 episodes you can go back to listen to. Um, book it. I have no idea how many episodes we're up to. Probably somewhere around there. I'm not sure. Yeah. I lost count. But there's a ton of episodes and they're all different. The older ones are... They're the older ones. We've definitely improved. Um, but go listen to those. There's also... We also have a store. You can buy merch. Um, and also, if you go on Facebook, if you search T13 Media or go on Twitter or anything, you'll find us. You can find me. You can find um, Hi-Fi Mike and Travi T, Primetime Travi T, who are my co-hosts on those shows. Um, so, yeah, follow us. Drop a follow on Twitch. Um, or if you just – if you don't feel like going to the website, if you go to Spotify or, or whatever podcast that you use and you just search Book It A Wrestling Podcast – or debatable, you'll find us. We're there. Hit us up. And there you are, guys. Uh, like all that, I will put all the descriptions of he, what he said in the description of Spotify and all that. Uh, and I will see you guys next time with Stunning Steve.